0: Stop and take a trip down on my block on. When you see him potential young minds sharper than pencil and ain't afraid to speak their mind if they got something against you we standing with you we tackle issues like civic pride hate will cease to exist let's put our differences aside from my side to your side from dust town to south side from penrose to north side from benton park to old north no, no. the west end to west side we bless when we step out we stand down rise up stand together wise up
1: this is Stitch Cast Studio, produced by St. Louis Story Stitchers in St. Louis, Missouri.
0: This is a special edition of Stitch Cast Studio, podcast in the park, episode six. Special guests, executive director Carol David and youth leaders discuss the state of Missouri's prairies and the work of Missouri's Prairie Foundation. Recorded live at Lama Iron Sculpture Park, June 17th. They say who that, but you already knew that, that beat them Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers.
1: Hello, everybody. Uh, hello to everybody that's in the audience. Thank you today for joining us for our episode of Stitchcast. Um, this is one of our special editions, where we call it, uh, Podcast in the Park. And today we have a very special guest with us, Carol. Carol, do you mind introducing yourself so everybody know who you are and where you're from sure. and what you do?
2: Well, thanks so much for having me, Carol David. I'm the executive director of a nonprofit conservation organization called the Missouri Prairie
1: Foundation. Okay. Absolutely. Well, we thank you so much for being here. And as always, I have some very wonderful youth from the Story Stitches Youth Council here with us today, uh, joining us for this conversation. So um, the first question that I want to ask um, is, first off, this is to everybody, too. You can answer it. But what is a prairie? Because I know listeners, people that's listening now and people that will listen in the future might not even know that prairies is a thing. Like, that's a word. Like, you know, so I know before before I got introduced to them um, a few years back, I didn't even know what that was. So in you all's own words, Carol, you can even chime in. What is a prairie? Yeah, not everybody at one time. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Well, a, a, yeah. a prairie is a
2: kind of ecosystem. So it's a, it's all the the plants and animals, soil microorganisms, uh, interacting together in a native grassland kind of landscape. Mm. And Missouri was once, uh, at least a third, tallgrass prairie. Mm. So we had about, 15 million acres of tallgrass prairie. Wow. And today we have less than 51,000 scattered Whoa. unplowed acres. So that's left, about one half of 1% that's left. So it's wow. a really endangered ecosystem in Missouri and in other parts of of North America and temperate grasslands mm-hmm. of the world are um, uh, rapidly diminishing as well. And uh, prairie isn't just grass. It's you can have hundreds of different kinds of plant mm. species on a prairie and um, thousands of different kinds of insects, mm. vertebrate animals, grass and birds, incredibly beautiful. But yeah. if you're driving down the highway and you go by a prairie, it might just look like a bunch of grass. Mm-hmm. It really its kind of a, maybe an unaccessible kind of landscape, it's sort of aesthetically you have to get out and really look at it. Mm-hmm. And it, it helps sometimes if you've never visited one to have someone with you to point, point things out. Um, So we have, as I said, we have uh, about only 51,000 acres left Mm in the state that have been unplowed. And uh, my organization and other groups work to protect as many of these as we can. And my organization, the prairies that we own are open to the public to enjoy, to walk through and uh, bird watch and just observe nature. And Mm -hmm. I think all of some of you have been to one of ours, Lincoln's Prairie, and been to some other prairies as well. I think uh, Shaw and shot yeah and they have a a prairie planting and there's a prairie planting here at lomar sculpture park where we are um and so you can like you can't like recreate a desert or Mm -hmm. recreate a tundra you can't really recreate a prairie or a rainforest Mm. i mean we're just not that good yeah (laughs) but we can create like a facsimile we can do a recreation Mm -hmm. and that's really important it may not have every species that an original landscape would have Mm -hmm. but it's going to have many that are really important um and not just for wildlife but mm-hmm. the, the root systems are incredibly deep they help filter storm water their great mm. plants are used in urban areas farms other places to help prevent soil erosion so i could go on i'll stop there <laughs> but it, it's a really important part of uh our state in, in a lot of ways but yeah. i'll maybe get to that later
1: yeah absolutely you touched on a lot of questions mm-hmm. that i'm going to ask uh pretty soon here um but For at least the youth here that have been to prairies, what were some of your first experiences like going into a prairie and just kind of realizing and filling it out and seeing what it was like personally? At least for me,
3: I really expected the prairie to be louder with more wildlife. (laughs) Kind of like those birds, (laughs) but like louder. So I didn't expect it to be so quiet. Like I could hear it, like myself, but also everything else, like rustling in the grass, but not like, I don't know, to be honest, I, I expected to see a bear walking around, <laughs> but I didn't. But yeah. I'm glad we didn't.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I actually, I never been to a prairie until we went on that field trip. And it's a lot of tall grass, flat land, very quiet, peaceful. It's nice, like, walking down the trails, just enjoying nature. It's it's definitely a sacred type of ecosystem that definitely needs to be, like, maintained Mm -hmm. and preserved. So it was really a treat to be able to visit a prairie.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think my experience... cause I didn't know what a prairie was, you know, I didn't know it was like a lot of grassland. So I thought I was gonna go into like, this like place where it's like bouquets of flowers, like, you know, (laughs) and different things like that. But like, even just to understand that it's grass, like, you know, and like what that does for us, um, really kind of helped me to just um, have more of an appreciation for nature, you know? and, of course, you like you said, it's more than just grass, but, like, it's, like, a different type of grass. You know what I'm saying? And there, it's, like, tall. Like, you don't see that in your neighborhood. Like, not that tall. Like, if it's tall, you don't see it that tall and not that pretty, like, not that uniform, you know? So, um, yeah, it just really helped me to have more of an appreciation for it. Um, and I kind of want to talk about, too, because, uh, Carol, you said... Um, something about like how we can't, you know, recreate what nature once created, you know, cause we're just not that good. But what if someone um, wanted to like, maybe take a lot in their neighborhood and turn it into like some sort of like small prairie, what benefits and effects would that then have on that community?
2: That's a great question. And. I want to just emphasize. I definitely encourage prairie plantings and plantings of other native plants. But I did want to touch on what you're saying about the sacredness of it. It's mm-hmm. like we can't recreate every detail mm-hmm. of, you know, an ecosystem. And so I think it's, that's why it's important to save what we can. Yeah. Um, but absolutely. Um, so if you had an opportunity to plant prairie plants or other plants that are that are native to this place. Some of the benefits would be um, providing the flowers, providing nectar and pollen for uh, pollinating insects, including butterflies, native bees, mm. um, seeds from those flowers. For you might see goldfinches appear mm. to eat the seeds out of those flower heads. Mm. Um, there would be beautiful things to look at for people. Mm-hmm. Um, other benefits would be, especially the more you can do, is like I was mentioning those deep root systems mm. and. Um, absorb a lot of stormwater and also help filter it and just kind of anchor the soil. So it helps prevent soil erosion. Mm. And I I know what you're saying about kind of expect to see a bouquet of flowers, Mm -hmm. because in a lot of photos, including photos we have, we show these really showy landscapes, Mm -hmm. Um, but it also depends what time of year you're there Okay, you know, because it's always changing and it depends. Every prairie is different. and also, it, it, it'd be really cool if you could spend the night in a prairie mm-hmm. and then you hear different things at night. Yeah. Like in the summer, now you have like incredible insects at night, like, well, a little bit later in the summer, katydids, mm-hmm. it'd be pretty noisy. <laughs> um, and then waking up to hearing grassland songbirds in the morning, like, Chant, that's really yeah. cool. So, but you're absolutely right. Um, but I like what you said too about you could hear yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important too. Like, you know, you're there, but in another way, what's cool about it is it's this big open place, and you can also, though, kind of forget yourself, mm-hmm. which is liberating in a way. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it makes you feel small, but in a peaceful way. Like, you're not the Universe. Yeah,
1: You know, does that, did you guys feel, ever feel that way or? Absolutely. Um, especially like walking down the paths through the grass, you know, especially if you get like some time to like not be with the whole group and you just kind of get a moment to yourself, even if it's just like a few seconds and you like just kind of get to soak it all in like, and realize like, hey. <laughs> This is the world <laughs> like it's, it's different from you know you walking down the street by yourself and hearing sirens and cars you know what i'm saying and you just get to hear like the wind yeah. you know you get to free your mind yeah anybody else got anything to say to that
4: yeah i definitely agree when i was just walking down the path with all the tall like grass like one of the most impactful moments for me was just the wind blowing through the grass just me just feeling like the hairs on my skin just feeling it it reminded me of like uh the disney channel movie like pocahontas colors of the wind just like being there just taking breath just knowing that you're not the center of the universe but you're a part of something that's Mm -hmm. much bigger yeah so it it i didn't know that a, a pro you could have such an impact on me and like how i see the world how I breathe, how I live. But definitely it feels kind of like a soul thing. Like you need to be there. Mm. You need to experience this, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, with that being said, um, I want to know, cause somebody asked, um, the last guest asked us a profound question. So I kind of want to ask you all, if you could make a prairie, like, you know, replant, some of those plants, like what would you put in your prairie? Like if it's like in a a lot in your neighborhood or just like in an open field, like what would you put in there? Like what's some of the things that you think you would want to see in there? It could be animals or like bugs and insects, or it could be like the actual plants. It could be anything. Mm. is that is that possible? There are prairie roses. Okay. Cool, cool. Anybody
4: else? Uh, I don't know the name of this uh, flower, but it's like long, it's like kind of like, I don't know how to explain It's like curly, purple. Usually it's just like little small pieces. Yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that's called.
2: Um, it has different common names. One is Blazing
1: Star. Mm. Kind of like shooting
4: up to the sky. Yeah. Mm. I don't, that was so convenient. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what about you? Um,
3: I think in mine I definitely want a butterfly nursery because I like butterflies. Mm. And um, right now I work at like a place with a lot of plants, so I think that the one I would want is sunflowers and dragon's breath.
1: Mm. That's cool. I was actually going to say I'd love to see a lot of yellow in mine, um, and like soft pink, and yeah, and I would love to see like a lot of. Um, a lot of like different birds you know um, just cause going there going to the prairie and just seeing like birds of different shades and like you know what I'm saying really kind of makes me like oh wow never seen that before you know And it's just kind of inspiring to just see something new Like and, like it's like oh gosh nature is so creative like you know what I'm saying <laughs> like it's so beautiful so yeah I definitely want to see that
0: Yo, 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 you know what time it is. It's time right now for our Pick the City Up art interlude featuring a Story Stitches original titled To the Prairie by KP Dennis and Integrity.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. Where we going to? Straight to the prairie. To the prairie. That's a long... In this habitat yeah. Even though I'm city slick yeah. I'm not afraid yeah. to travel yeah. Way out to the countryside Get that native Land, tranquil in the sunny meadows. No, we thought we was advanced. There ain't no sounds of ambulance. Sirens or the boys in blue. No. Tonight devoid to of gunshots, but nature makes some noises too. This. The moist dew saturates
1: Went. the green Went. pastures. which flows like the motion of the waves in the ocean. The master this environment, acquiring and managing. Restore
5: it to its original state that it was planted in. So with the planet ends, at least you saw its majesty. Put your phone on airplane mode and we'll be right Right back after you yeah. messages, reception is a barrier, connect for, for real The wilderness is therapy, escapism that let the chill Historic regions where the wildflower stretches Warm season grass species, territory so precious come on, let's, go. let's take a ride, hop in
0: the car, take a drive To the prairie, where the grass always green on the other side At the prairie, let's go, come on, let's go Come on, let's go, let's go. come on, let's, let's go Come on, Let's go, and let's go Let's go! Come on! let Come on! Come on! Let's go! Come on!
5: Let's go! go. Let's go. Come on, Let's go! Let's go! Take a quick peek. You ever see the stars at night without traffic and streetlights? It's like we in the Milky Way without passing that peace pipe. Poyotes and coyotes,
1: prairie dogs and buffalo.
5: Educating, investigators, because it all depends on what you know. So cultivating, we procreate, we get indigenous to the Stony State. We authenticate, but we demonstrate, and it's just one rule. Don't be fake. This rich soil substrate is glaciated like ice age. I think I need to get away from my hood where I stay. We protect that wildlife. The game is restoration, trees is only 10% cause they keep them fires blazing. Domestic tranquility, less medication, and we feel the breeze. Burn the trees and we hunt with ease without maple soaps and hickories. Native Americans settle the land and the prairies are ever it in fact. Nothing is stressful as life in the city, get up on the highway cause I'm coming back. Let's, let's take a ride, hop in the car, take a drive to the prairie. Where the grass always green on the
0: other side. At the prairie, let's go, come on, let's go, let's go, come go, on, go. let's go, go, let's go. Come on, let's go. Go, Let's go. go, Go, On the adventure, let's venture through green pastures. Solidarity, nothing but smiles and laughter. Come on, let's go. go, go, Let's go. Come on, on, let's go. Go, Let's go. go. go, Go, Come on, on, let's go. go, 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 go. Let's go.
2: Fortunate that I have a, a prairie garden. Okay. Um, and I took a, a strip of strip of dirt along my driveway, and I made like a prairie strip garden. And um, I planted like uh, I planted a species of this that that's shorter mm-hmm. um, that you find down in extreme southwest Missouri. I have a lot of prairie grasses. I have um, I have a lot of this uh, yellow. It's called yel- Coreopsis. You can see in here. Um, I have milkweed, and it it's probably been there about seven years, and it's Mm -hmm. always changing. Some plants become more dominant Mm. uh, and and spread. Others kind of retreat, um, because you're thinking about these plants that have evolved together, and they kind of figure it out in nature. You know, some have deep roots, others have netted roots, and they all just kind of fit together. Mm. But if you take those elements, you can't like, just throw out these seeds and expect it's all going to be like a, a thousand-year-old prairie. Mm. So, you know, some plants are more aggressive than others, so, mm-hmm. so I see that change over time. Mm-hmm. And I also like to go out and just see what's going on, what insects are visiting a flower. Mm. Um, I also have some native vines that you'd find more in forests mm-hmm. on my privacy fence. And I can go out there and watch the pipevine swallowtail butterfly actually laying its eggs on these. Leaves.
1: Oh wow, that's cool.
2: That's really cool. <laughs> so I have a nursery, but it's like a, a natural nursery. <laughs> um, and then I like to see also, you know, prairie is not all daisies and butterflies. Mm-hmm. It's there's insects out there eating each other. You know, oh my <laughs> gosh, <laughs> but that's part of yeah, nature. Okay, it is. so so I like to see you know what's what's <laughs> providing food for. For <laughs> <Right.
1: laughs> Yeah, and that's you know uh, that that's 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 life on Earth. Right? Yes, so. that's nature. Yeah, <laughs> it's nature. Um, anybody have anything before I move on? Okay, okay. Um, I was gonna ask because I know earlier you were talking about how Missouri used to be. Um, we had way more. Could you give us that number again? Missouri had sure, how much? We had, we
2: had 15 million acres of tallgrass prairie.
1: Okay. It's so about yeah. a third of the state. Yeah. So my question too, like, um, I don't know if you know this, but I like fun facts. Do you know where, like in the United States, was where there are the most like acres, I guess, or prairie, like, you know, like where was the most, where could you find the most? And even today, where can we find the most prairies and like natural prairies? Um, well, so mo- well, there are many different
2: kinds of grasslands of, mm-hmm. of temperate gr- of grasslands in the temperate part of the world. Okay. And in the United States, there are um, there's tall grass prairies in like, central North America, going up into Canada and down into Texas. And then as you move west, you're going to have mixed grass prairie and then short grass prairie. And it correlates with rainfall. So mm. the less rainfall you have, you're just going to have shorter plants that just mm. can't produce. Yeah. Um, But on the coasts, we have, uh, there are coastal marshes and with grasses and Mm -hmm. and other native plants. In the southeast of the United States, there were many, many different kinds of grasslands. Mm. And in fact, there's a book called The Forgotten Grasslands of the South. Mm. Um, uh, There are these incredibly rich uh, prairies in Alabama. Mm.
1: Um,
2: And if you look at, well, it's very interesting, but... If you look in prairies, okay, so I mentioned about how deep the roots are. So just imagine thousands of years of those roots growing and dying and decaying. What's that gonna happen? What's that how what's that gonna do to the soil?
4: Nutrition
2: incredibly rich. Yeah. So where were the some of the first places that got plowed up for oh, agriculture? Wow. Prairies. Mm-hmm. So you can find, you know, you can look at soil maps, you can look at crops maps and you can kind of correlate that to where the prairies were in, mm-hmm. in some cases so but to answer your question so um probably today the the largest uh blocks of contiguous prairie mm-hmm. left are probably like the flint hills of kansas
1: mm. um wow that close but, to us
2: huh uh, mm. and then uh but some prairie, some grasslands have always naturally been pretty small, especially mm. like in Tennessee, Georgia, a lot of the southeast. Mm-hmm. Um, so just because something is small doesn't mean that it's not really important mm. biologically. Oh, wow. um, there can be species yeah. that you find on these really small prairies that don't occur anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is cool to get that really big expanse. And you, the Flint Hills are really cool.
1: Okay, yeah. that's cool. Um, one thing that made me think uh, when you were talking about because you keep talking about, like, the large roots, the deep roots. Um, My question is, is it, would it be a good idea? Like, is it possible to grow, like, fruits and vegetables, like, in the same area? Especially because you keep saying the soil is very rich, you know. I didn't know if they were, like, the prairie plants would dominate the, you know, vegetables and fruits, or what would that look like? That's a really good question,
2: and they could, there could be some... Our place there, mm-hmm. but um, I I know of a, a prairie, a member of our group who has a, a place, called, a farm called Prairie Birthday Farm near Kansas City, and she has fruit orchards, and she purposefully planted prairie plants under the trees to enrich the soil. Mm.
4: Under the trees?
2: Yeah, uh, well, there's open areas where there is some. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's, yeah kind that's... Between the trees, maybe. Okay. Yeah. And um, also because those. Prairie flowers attract a lot of pollinating insects, and some of those also pollinate for fruit trees. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a, a document. I'd be happy to give it to you about um, native plants that you can plant near your vegetables or fruits mm. that have similar flower structure to your fruit and vegetable flowers mm. that might require that same pollinating insect. Mm, okay. Like there's a squash bee that mm. pollinates squash, wow. but there are other native plants with a similar flower so if you plant those you're just providing more food so you're gonna have more robust pollinating insect right. population
1: i just learned something new that just kind of blew me away i don't know if you all ever knew it but it's like there's different bees that pollinate different plants like you know what i'm saying like i didn't i thought all bees like <laughs> you know just yeah. <laughs> go to like so that's very interesting. I just had to stop and like really like highlight that because I don't know if anybody else knew that, I, but that just kind of blew my mind. <laughs>
2: it is mind-blowing. It is mind blowing. It, it, it's totally mind-blowing. And a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. So that's great that you, you learned that. Um, yeah, there's different sites. I mean, there are bees that are teeny, teeny, tiny and they mm-hmm. might need smaller flowers. Mm-hmm. There are some flowers that can only be pollinated if the insect is strong enough to shake the whole flower, mm-hmm. to shake the pollen out. Wow. Like tomato plants, they Mm. have to have, uh, well, bumblebees are really important for pollinating those because they're, you know, they're pretty strong Mm -hmm. insects and they can shake that pollen out. Mm. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, once you start learning one thing, it just takes you here and you learn this and it's just, how can you ever be bored?
1: Wow. Looking at nature. That's crazy. I'm sorry. It just made me think more about like, you know, I they say bees are like kind of becoming like more of an uh, extinct insect, so... Yeah, that makes me sad. <laughs> not our, not our, nothing ones. You know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anybody have anything else? Um, I
3: had a question. So this is COVID related. I wanted to. Know, so I know that, or from what I read in some articles about how, when COVID first started, a lot of the different species, they, you know, they weren't afraid to come out anymore. So they came back into extinction, and. um... They were just driving, so i wanted to know if you knew about any of the negative effects that covid had on mm. prairies or wildlife that's a
1: very great question by the way thank you
2: that's a really good question <laughs> <laughs> um well for like the prairies in missouri they're pretty i mean we definitely want people to visit them but it's not like they get a ton of visitation from people anyway so i'm not sure that like and there might have been more people visiting them during COVID because you couldn't go inside. But mm-hmm. I don't know that it would have been enough to like really affect hearing, you know, an, an animal population. Um, I, I can't think of a, like a directly negative effect um, to our prairies. I mean, one benefit is like people... was open pretty safe environment. so mm. hopefully more people visited
1: them mm-hmm. yeah
2: but that's a really good question and i wonder too about when things reopen like like at zoos like a lot of animals were like not as stressed you know mm-hmm. but what's going to happen when people come back are mm. they gonna
1: how's that gonna right like you can go ahead, I have I have like two questions to piggyback on what they just said after you.
4: Well, I kind of just wanted to make like a comment, like in school, like we learn about like taking care of the earth kind of like in first, second grade, but we don't really get to hear about like how to sustain it, how mm-hmm. to make Uh, in our own neighborhoods or communities like how to make plant how to make our own produce Mm
1: -hmm.
4: I think it would be like it's really important that the next generation that this current generation learns learn how to sustain as well as like build Mm
1: -hmm.
4: build like just the environment where we can eat from that produce as well as make more because we're losing more and more wildlife yeah. every single year. And just going to the prairie, like being at the park, it's beautiful, but there's concrete, it's,
1: mm-hmm.
4: it's tamed. Yeah. Like when you go to a prairie, it's it's there, it's wild, it lives free. It, it You could feel the difference, like mm-hmm. where you are at. Like mm-hmm. I feel different here at the park than I felt at the prairie,
1: mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Um, Carol, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, do you do you all have a website or something that lets people know like different resources that there that you all have or that there are in the community if they wanted to make a prairie or something like that? Yes,
2: absolutely. So our um, Missouri Prairie Foundation website is moprairie.org.
1: Okay. And then we
2: also run a program called Grow Native. Mm. And it's all, it's got tons of resources. Mm. If you're interested in growing, planting native plants Mm -hmm. in your neighborhoods Mm -hmm. um, or rewilding an Mm -hmm. area, Mm -hmm. um, that's grownative.org. We've got um, sample landscape plans to Mm. help get you started um, we're just working right now on, and hopefully I have it done next week because next week is National Pollinator Week, mm-hmm. is a pollinator garden menu. Because
1: mm-hmm.
2: it can be overwhelming to think about what to plant. Yeah. If you think about a menu where like you can pick two or pick three, mm-hmm. so we have, we're doing this in partnership with the St. Louis Zoo because they have a great pollinator um, center there. Pick th- Pick at least three plants that bloom in spring, three that bloom in summer, mm. and three that bloom in fall. So you always have something in bloom. That's great. So it's like a pick three. Mm. So
1: That's cool. So
2: that that helped. So hopefully, I have that done by next week.
1: That's cool. If you um, all could, uh, what's what what season would you all like really want to focus on if you were like making a prairie? That's interesting. I think I would do uh winter just because I wanna know like what plants, <laughs> you know, like survive in that type of weather.
0: I think I would use uh in the fall. Mm-hmm. You know, cause good breeze, mm-hmm. not that high. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and
2: you're right. It's best to plant if you're using plants, you wanna do that in spring or fall. Like you don't wanna plant right now because oh, yeah. it's just too hot. Mm-hmm. and 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 dry absolutely if you're using seeds it's best to do like late fall or winter because those seeds have to go through a cold cycle to Mm. break dormancy so that's what happens in nature like we had a prairie plant right here say Mm -hmm. and it's gonna finish blooming in a couple weeks the seeds will fall Mm -hmm. in like you know maybe a month after that or say it say they fell on the ground um October 1st. Mm -hmm. Well, what would happen if it germinated in October 1st and then winter came and that plant was only this big? Mm. It would die. Yeah. So it's a protection that the seeds won't germinate until they go through a cold cycle Mm. and then they'll germinate in the spring. Uh, Yet another totally cool, amazing thing about survival Mm. techniques of these seeds, (laughs) so it's not like a vegetable plant or some other annuals we might plant Mm -hmm. in our
1: gardens that's that's good to know that makes me think about life you know sometimes you have to go through that dark cold period in order to come out stronger to germinate yeah you get it (laughs) (laughs) you know uh, anybody else though
4: well personally i love fall Mm -hmm. beautiful colors absolutely um Yeah, it has to be fall, even though I always think about it, like the trees, like when it's fall, that's them dying. Mm. It looks so beautiful. Mm. So it'd be cool to plant a prairie in the fall. Yeah.
1: Also, I have a question. Um, When do you see the most, uh, like in a prairie, do you see the most colors in fall? Like is that...
2: It would just depend, like you will see the uh, well, like in September, October, there are a lot of things blooming, mm-hmm. and it's really cool, like in September, to be on a prairie. And because there's tons of smaller sunflowers, some plants sort of like that, and the monarchs, as they're migrating south, will sometimes mm-hmm. come and stop. Um, but then as you get later in the fall, some of the grasses. Some mm. of them can kind of turn kind of a reddish, mm-hmm. just like some trees. Some turn like little blue stem can, mm-hmm. can be almost bluish.
1: Some of them I know like turn
2: like kind of purple, right? Yeah, purplish, mm-hmm. bluish, or brown. So it just depends. Um, I just, it's great if you have the opportunity to to see a prairie in all seasons. Yeah. that's that's really great, including um, winter as well to see mm. what's going on in the winter time. Absolutely.
4: I, I have a question what? and it's like, it could be either, <laughs> yes or no, but uh, is there like, can grass be blue?
2: It can be bluish, like little blue-stem grass can have it. And it depends, like one species of grass, like growing in North Missouri might look somewhat different from the same species in, in Southern Missouri. So there can be variations within the species. But, yeah, it can be not not as blue as your mask, (laughs) but
1: (laughs) like a bluish green. Okay.
4: And I have one more question. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
4: Uh, So is it healthy for plants to be in competition with one another?
1: Mm.
4: Because is it wrong to have like different plants meant for different environments in the same environment? Is that bad? Does that benefit the ecosystem or?
2: Well, if you're planting something, you know, in your yard or something, I think you should plant whatever you want. You know, oh, I've God. got I've got plants they're native to Missouri but they're kind of, you know, somewhat mixed together. I guess I wouldn't think about competition as being good or bad, but just existing.
1: Mm.
2: So competition among mm. plants does incur does
1: That's is a right driver here. of
2: evolution. So it's gonna be like, well, I've got to survive this, so I mean it's not really saying that, but I mean, but um, so so this plant that has deeper roots is able to outcompete this one, or at least compete with it. So the genetics of this plant are going to perpetuate, mm-hmm. whereas the genetics of that same species that might not have had the same, you know, as deep of a roots, well, that didn't survive. So the genetics, so it's, uh, it's selective, just okay. like yeah that um so I would say competition isn't good or bad it's just something that exists it's part of nature mm-hmm. and well there's are adaptations just to serve
1: to, to deal with competition. yeah am I the only one getting this wisdom right now like it's like this is why I love nature because it's like it it coincides with like just like regular everyday life. Like, so the things you were saying, I was like, <laughs> you know, like, it's not competition we're existing. I'm like, dang. <laughs> That's true. Well, I, I, the only thing is I would caution
2: is, you know, plants are plants. People mm-hmm. are so much more yeah. complex. Like, we can we can change in ways that plants can't absolutely. change. So I would just, you know, we respond to things, you know, plants respond to biology. Mm-hmm. We, we respond to biology, but so many other things, yeah, too. absolutely.
1: So... Absolutely. But I know what you're saying. It, is, it is cold. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What?
0: You said allergies. Um, like, is it good to do a peri if your allergies bad?
2: Oh, your allergy. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, if you were, <laughs> you might. Um, well, it's interesting. Like in the in the um, fall and spring, the reason we have so many allergies, especially in fall mm-hmm. and spring. It's, it's plants that have pollen that's too light, that is carried by the wind. It's mm. pollinated by the wind. So anything that's carried by the wind can get up you know, mm. to our noses. Plants that are pollinated by insects, that pollen is too heavy to be carried by the wind. It mm. has to have an insect.
1: Okay. So if you see
2: an insect pollinating a plant, probably that plant would not give you hay fever mm. because it's too heavy to be carried by the wind. Okay. But yeah, you definitely have to think about allergies. Mm. And that definitely is a problem for yeah. enjoying the outdoors. And I don't have a good answer for you, except <laughs> the except, uh, loradity, you know, Claritin yeah. or
4: This is not a commercial. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah.
1: Sorry. Sponsorship, no, oh, they joke. sorry, the Next thing you'll see is uh, Claritin on Story stitcher shirts. Sorry, sorry.
4: <laughs> no, no, it's, it was a joke. Do you
1: have anything? Um, it was a kind of a
3: random question. So I hate cicadas. And sorry, <laughs> no. I, I don't see the use of them. <laughs> I don't know if they pollinate or nothing, but like they're really annoying to mm-hmm. me. And I just want to know the significance so I could at oh, least like, try to stop fighting them. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, we all have things in nature that,
1: mm-hmm. can, you
2: know, get on our nerves. I yeah. get it. Um, something is eating those cicadas. Mm. So birds are, you know, like when we have... There's cicadas that are annual, but there. We I mean, sometimes we have these really big super broods, you mm-hmm. know, like parts of more east, like DC, I think is having. Yeah. So birds are having a field day. I mean, mm. just, so some. Uh, it would be interesting to see correlation between those big brood broods with mm-hmm. bird population. It would be interesting to see. Yeah. So like cicadas are spending most of their lives underground as and they're just sucking the the juice from roots mm. and then when Wait, they're adults what? is that good is that a good thing it's what it is okay mm. it, it, <laughs> it, it doesn't i mean it's happening all the time and trees are not dying from okay it, okay okay so then just imagine you know it's a cicada then it emerges and you'll see these round holes sometimes in in crack hard dirt. Mm-hmm. How do they do that? Mm. That's pretty cool. So that might make <laughs> you feel a little bit better that they're like coming mm. up. And then when they're adults, they don't eat. Mm. All they do is sing, mate, and die. Wow.
1: That's
4: <laughs> insane.
1: Life cycle, huh? Sing, mate,
4: and die.
1: <laughs> Anna still looks like disgusting. <laughs> Cause I know what holes you're
3: talking about. And I finally saw like one of them was open by my basement. And I was like, mm, it's somewhere.
2: But they're they're not gonna hurt us, mm. and they're gonna feed other
1: species. The birds, yeah, the beautiful birds. Cool. I'll take that. Okay, yeah. Anybody else have any questions before we wrap up?
2: I I just wanted to say that um, I think it's so fabulous how interested you are in prairie, Absolutely. and um, you know. It was mentioned here today how important it is to let other people know about this. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is incredible, and your interest in this and wanting to learn more is part of that solution, and I admire so much the work that your group does. And I'm so honored that you asked
1: me to be here today. Oh, absolutely. We're honored to have you here. Honestly. Yeah, you. this has been a great enlightening conversation. I'm going to forever remember to be the B conversation. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, anybody else?
4: Yeah, I just want to say thank you as well. I learned a lot from you and there's so much more that I need to learn. So this uh, conversation was definitely needed in my, the education for me and something that i can pass down to others and just make more people aware so i appreciate you uh, taking your time out of your day to be here like honestly thank you
1: absolutely absolutely all right give you all yourselves a round of applause this is a great one i really appreciated this one um and to everybody listening on the patio and the listeners that will be listening to this uh streaming it we thank you so much for being here with us today we enjoyed this conversation and we hope that you all got something out of it and that you enjoyed it just as much as we did and we'll see you next time Thank you for listening And last but not least We want to give a very special shout out To the Stitchcast Studio sponsors Stitchcast Studio Season 2 In 2021 is sponsored By the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund Three-Year Grant from 2020 To 2022 Arts and Education Council PNC Grant and Lush Corporations The Charity Pot Peace in the Prairie is presented with support From Missouri Arts Council A state agency which receives support from the state of Missouri and the National Endowment for Arts. Additional support is provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, Missouri Foundation for Health, City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2020, Stewart Family Foundation, and Kranzberg Arts Foundation.
0: They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches.